0: Welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. It is Thursday night, which means I'm joined by Super Mac and Gibble. Good evening, lads. Hello. Good, good evening friends. to you, Steve. Good evening, everybody. How are you, John?
1: I'm good, my friend. I'm good. Good after stuff. the less
0: stuff. Day, I'm very good. Ah, yeah, exactly. Oh, we all, I think? Unbelievable, Mal, uh, Gibble. I mean, Mal, we'll start with you. I mean, you know, we... We didn't really think Newcastle could turn this around, but you know, fair play to them. The players have stood up and were counted and got us out, got, you know, got us out of the mess, but got themselves out of the mess that they have got themselves into. And um, Leicester probably goes down as the performance of the season. You know, probably up there with the West Ham game at the start of the season.
2: I think so. I, I thought it was an absolutely tremendous performance, um, uh, albeit uh, Leicester they. They were playing well, I thought, um, but Newcastle just were giving that little bit extra to what we've seen, um, uh, and uh, and Leicester they had a lot of chances, a lot of chances. Um, Debravka in goal was absolutely terrific, and and the the good thing about it was, you know, when your keepers uh, um, really doing well for you, you owe him, so you've got to get out there and. Uh, um, and get it to the other end of the pitch. Give him a five-minute break, and and look to stick the ball in in the net. And that's exactly what um, uh, what Newcastle did. Uh, and I, that, that there's one thing that really bugged me. Um, and and what that was, as I was watching the Leicester game, and Newcastle were looking so dominant at times they they were really playing well they they were putting a huge amount of effort into the game the memory kept coming into my head of Steve Bruce after the less after the Ma- Arsenal game the match previous to the Leicester match um, he had said how tired the players were well and, for me, the players went out and said, "Oh, stuff you! We're not tired at all. This is what we're capable of doing." Uh, and and I and again, it, I just don't feel that, that Steve Bruce ha- has an actual grip on the whole situation at all. Um, but nevertheless, the players got on with it, and uh, ah, I was. I, I think that was the most enjoyable game that I've watched this season from Newcastle.
0: Yeah, John, what was your what was your views on that? It was an enjoyable night, wasn't it? And one which we didn't see coming. Oh,
1: absolutely. Um, I mean, what Malcolm's just said is my complete thought, which is, without question, it's my most enjoyable match this season and probably longer than this season. Because for 80 minutes... When we were 4-0 up before the last 10 minutes when we let in a couple of goals for 80 minutes, it was near perfect. Everything Mm. that we didn't do against Arsenal. The reason we didn't see it coming, Steve, is because we'd just seen Arsenal. And that was one of the most diabolical performances possible. Everything we didn't do in that Arsenal game, we did here. We pressed high, we were on the front foot, we played with enthusiasm, we played with belief. Uh, And we were quick We didn't do the slow ball We were quick to transfer the ball From the back to the front And um, I thought the performance Was absolutely outstanding Right from the goalkeeper Having a terrific game To the front people having a, a good game And what was Very pleasing for me Was it showed Not only what can be done But also what can be done when Son Maximum is not running the show Because it wasn't one of his better games um, And that's bound to happen But yet we were still totally and utterly dominant And, and that was terrific um, And I mean, for me, the huge difference with Newcastle United Steve Bruce In the past has annoyed Me terrifically by Saying rather smugly That oh I always Knew and I always said quietly When we got the top guys Right at the top End of the pitch we would Be good as if he's just been Unlucky Mm. well what I would Like to say is that I looked it up This business of the top men at The top end of the pitch because we're not Going to have Wilson Tomorrow night. And we've played 11 times with Callum Wilson at centre four. And we have lost this season. And for those times, we had both Callum Wilson. And San Maximum in the side When we lost against Brighton 3-0 up here When we lost at Southampton Both poor teams When we got beat 1-0 at Sheffield United Wilson played centre forward Now I'm not suggesting they on Good enough, they're more than good enough But as Malcolm knows, I'm being one of the legendary centre forwards here If you don't get the ball, you can't play That was what was wrong yeah. in the 74 Cup final Because Jude and himself got no sort of service And what has made the difference for me in the recent results, guys um, Compared with the results that have gone on Was that in the middle of winter we went 11 games, 9 defeats and 2 draws And why did we do that? Because our last line of defence was inside our own penalty area It was the change of tactics in desperation uh, Whereby we started defending halfway inside our own half from the penalty area to the halfway line. So we were 15 yards, 20 yards higher up the pitch defending, and that gave us a launch pad. To hit their box a lot quicker Than going from deep inside Our own box and that is what Has made the difference the desperation Of having to do something About a horrendous run It is not one of these Fanciful ideas that Allow me to have my best players And we have a good side Not at all that is not The reason we've done bad the reason We've done so badly this season Is timid tactics And um, And playing with fear Playing that we must not lose We've stopped doing that Because it wasn't working And we were able to stop doing it Because the the bottom three were so bad We weren't going to be able to go down So all this excuse and what I'm doing, I'm nailing the excuse before it is given tomorrow night after we lose to Manchester City. If we lose to Manchester City, it's not because Callum Wilson isn't in the side. Uh, so don't let us go down that road because we've lost many times this season with him in the side. And by the way, this is not having to go at him. He's a top, top centre forward and Maximum's a top, top player. But The excuse that they're out of the side So we can't do it Doesn't wash There's times Harry Kane isn't in the Spurs side There's Jack Grealish for three months Hasn't been in the Villa side Injuries are part and parcel of the game But going back Leicester absolutely terrific Loved it Please can we have it again I don't know where it come from After Arsenal the previous week Did we go back to Arsenal Or did we stay with Leicester tomorrow night But wasn't it a joy
0: yeah, it was, it was. Mal, um, just looking, well, just listening to John there, I mean, Steve Bruce has done a lot of talking this week, which, uh, you know, is is sometimes a blessing, but mostly it's a, it's a nightmare because he just, oh, dear me, he just trips over his words, he makes a mess of things, he comes out with rubbish at times and he annoyed the fans. I mean, what should have been celebration because of the win against Leicester and Fulham's subsequent, um, you know, you know, miss it and, and not being able to stay up And men Newcastle, you know, secured the Premier League position for next season But Bruce then comes out and, you know, more or less tells everyone That he's going to be staying at the club as far as he knows Um, He, he says what John says, that it was down to the, the best players coming back He half-heartedly gives Graham Jones a little bit of praise um, You know, it, it was just an interview, an interview which didn't really need doing. And it, and it was on Talk Sport with Simon Jordan and, and Jim White. So, of course, those two, you know, I mean, Jim Jim sits on the fence a bit, but Simon Jordan, he, he was slating the fans. He was, you know, having a pop. And I'll come to John about this after you, but the Craig Hope thing should have just been left alone. Craig Craig's, you know, been banned from the ground for reporting fact. And. He, he still has a dig at him He still had a go at him He dug him out live on radio Didn't name him directly But we all know who it is And and, and basically saying he's got an agenda against uh, against him Well, I don't know, Mal I just thought it was the wrong time The wrong place Should have kept his mouth shut And, you know, he's just created a created a whirlwind And by all accounts, what I've heard The players weren't very happy about what he said on Talksport
2: I bet they weren't I. I... To be honest, I don't think that they've um, been happy with with what he's been saying throughout the season. Um, but uh, um, and I'm, I mentioned what he said after the Arsenal game um, about the players being tired. And and the players, if if he's trying to wind them up, you do it privately in the dressing room. You don't do it publicly. That doesn't wind players up. Um, it makes them angry. Um, but I, I have a feeling that against Leicester, that they were angry and they all got together and they said, right, come on, let's get out there and we'll show them that we're not tired at all, that we can, we can play. And I, um, Plus the fact that, oh dear me, uh, I, I, I'm trying so hard not to be over critical with regards to Joe Linton. I've given him a lot of stick throughout this season. Um, but is it coincidental that um, he's he's on the bench and Newcastle suddenly turn, really turn it on um, and, and a lot of goals start going in? Um, I, I don't think it is uh, coincidental at all. Um, but with, I, I, I really can't see how steve bruce you know and he, he's been talking about uh, being um such a a, a long-serving manager um, and that that he's had a record number of games as a manager um and yet has he learned nothing in all of that that's the impression i get that he's that okay so people keep giving him jobs for one reason or another But has he learnt nothing in those 20-odd years of management?
0: Yeah, I don't think he has. I mean, John, this this whole... Situation with Craig Hope um, it, I just don't understand why a manager would, would go on the offensive again Even if you're asked the question We, we see it time and time again from established Premier League managers man, Managers who, you know, who've won things You know, I, I mentioned this earlier in the week but Alex Ferguson, Jose Mourinho, Arsene Wenger, Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp If they were asked a question, a controversial question about a journalist then they wouldn't. They would just ignore it. Or any controversial question, you, you know, you don't answer it. Why does Steve Bruce insist on answering stupid questions like that, and and given, you know, given, given people, you know, he's making a rod for his own back.
1: There's absolutely no question about that whatsoever. And uh, what makes it absolutely more startling, in my opinion, is that not only is is Steve Bruce kept afloat by well-known pundits From outside the area From Simon Jordan to Bonelot To all uh, players that used to uh, play with him Clinton Morrison, etc Not only is he uh, sudden, Not only is he kept afloat the by them But he's got journals up in this area Who support him So he's got plenty of people on his side without going for one of the couple of people, myself probably alongside uh, Hopi, who have had the courage to speak out. Craig Hope is an outstanding journalist who used to work with mm. me on the Chronicle before he went uh, on his rounds. Uh, he's got a massive future with the, the Mail uh, nationally, not just this area. He has the courage. To tell it the way he is, he gets banned I've been banned in the past By Newcastle United And banned during the Ashley regime Uh, It is a nonsense And as you rightly say Steve To bring it up When there's no need to bring it up Is absolutely ridiculous But to go on Steve Bruce in that Whole interview Fell into the cesspool. It was absolutely ridiculous because he was talking to national people who, as outsiders, not living in this area, don't have a feel for what's happening up here for the fans and for everything else. That yeah. that interview was given by Bruce for his reputation throughout the country, not for his reputation on Tyneside, because on Tyneside they can see through it. But that was a. a, a a situation unlucky me, aren't a badly done to Haven't I done a good job because I've kept Newcastle United up No you haven't, that should be a gimme for a club this size To then fall into the cliches of talking about it is very difficult to handle the the great expectations that are on Tyne's side. I'll tell you what the expectations are on Tyne's side. They're as low as it's possible to be. Throughout the Mike Ashley reign of 14 years, we've had no expectations whatsoever because we've known Newcastle United, the height of their achievements going to be staying up. The expectation up here couldn't be lower. It's not high, and... And always try to claw that back today a little bit But too late Then to say this club is a difficult club to manage I don't think Kevin Keegan founded a difficult club to manage I don't think that Bobby Robson found it a difficult club to manage I don't think Joe Harvey, Malcolm's old manager founded a difficult club to manage mm. Because they had a passion for the club Because they were clever in the man management They were clever buying the right players Etc, etc It is a nonsense to say expectations are high up here It is a nonsense to say it's a difficult club to manage And it is a nonsense to try to finger one journalist For all the problems you've got up here It was a disastrous interview And it was like You've just done something And got a wonderful result At Leicester And then you've got set Fire to yourself Uh, The one thing you had to do In that interview Was not be smug About Newcastle United staying up Because that isn't an achievement Of any sort And to try to build bridges It seemed as if Steve Bruce Couldn't help himself But to shatter all those illusions And it was Catastrophic, it was awful And the feel good factor That was here And you might try to build on Remember when the to Come back into the ground next Wednesday You've just blown out of the water You've turned the whole scene Back to aggression It is the stupidest PR I've ever seen
0: I don't know who guides him. I really do not know who talks to him and guides him. You know, but he needs some kind of media training, Um, and and it's clear that it's clear that he hasn't had it. Uh, It's clear that he hasn't had it because he just he just talks a load of rubbish at times. And uh, uh, Mal, uh, uh, the, the Graham Jones appointment thing really really puzzled me because when it happened, he looked he looked really like. Like a kid who had his best toy taken off him You know, he had a face like a slap backside uh, Mm -hmm. For the the first couple of games And the the attitude on the sidelines Where you could have cut the atmosphere with a knife Um, Yet, in the interview on Talk Sport He said that it was his appointment That he went and had a meeting with him in London And, you know, essentially uh, Do you think he would accept Somebody above him appointing Graham Jones? I mean, I, I just... I've got to ask you one question. I mean, do you think Steve Bruce appointed Graham Jones?
2: No, no, I don't. Uh, it, the frost that, that there was between the two on the sidelines on that very first match that Graham Jones sat in the dugout um, and the looks that uh, Steve Bruce was giving him, it looks good, Kilk. Uh, the fella would have been dead that afternoon. Um, uh, and uh, and then I the next game I saw him up in the stand, and I thought mm, that that's not where you go as a coach. Um, and I I felt that uh, that he, that that's where he had been placed by Bruce. So I I don't believe Bruce whatsoever that it was he that appointed him. Um, I think that. He, he, he had uh, the fella slapped on him and he just had to get on with it because th- th- there was no other choice for him
0: yeah I would agree um yeah. could, could, go on Kibble.
1: yeah the interesting thing is bearing in mind that most managers as you know Steve, have their their own um coaching squad round them and wherever they go, Uh, For a job, they take their own coaches Along with them Now if we are supposed to believe That Graham Jones was appointed By Steve Bruce Isn't that a huge slap From Steve Bruce To Agnew and Clements, His regular lieutenants Because he is saying You're not doing a good enough job So I'm bringing in another coach To give me a hand here So isn't it if that was true That it was Steve's appointment That is a real slap At the other two Steve's Isn't it Aguirre and Clemens Yeah They Couldn't agree more John of
0: course, Couldn't of
2: course, agree more
0: of course it is Let's talk a little bit about Richard Masters uh, Marley's come out today um, He faced the media Brian Swanson of course Another former journalist of this parish uh, Interviewed him on Sky Sports About various things Including the Newcastle United uh, Takeover um, It was a short a short answer, answer On that um, He simply said there's nothing I can say about the takeover Or any talks uh, He also congratulated Newcastle um, said he was delighted. To, you know, well, he was happy to see Newcastle stay, of course, we're happy to see Newcastle stay in the Premier League. Uh, but he looked uncomfortable. It was the most uncomfortable question he faced, without doubt. Um, yeah, I mean, other, uh, do you think everything's going to come home to roost with him? Um, and Hoffman in the Premier League. I mean, I think a lot of people are scratching their heads as to why the so-called Big Six haven't really been punished for their attempt to to join a Super League. There'd been no points deductions, you know, nothing as such has happened. Um, you would imagine the Newcastle takeover is the least of his worries. Fair play to Brian Swanson for asking the question.
1: Yeah,
2: um, fair play indeed. Uh, I. I, I'm absolutely staggered that uh, that uh, they aren't going to take the strongest measures against um, against the six top clubs that look to leave um, that I think that by by not taking action um, they they're leaving too much of a door open and and uh, I feel very uncomfortable about it personally I think I, I think that that they really should have hammered all of those clubs and uh, uh, and and slightly changed the rule book to ensure that it never ever happens again uh, and that, that that any club that does try it any group of clubs that tries it will find themselves just... Uh, completely shut out uh, I, I um, personally I, I I scratch my head with masters um, is he actually capable of doing the job that he's paid to do and I'm not so sure about that I'm really not
0: yep John interesting to see him at least interviewed um, and asked the question um, what was your what was your feeling about that?
1: Well, the, the way it is looking at the moment More and more Is that the tail is wagging the dog That the big six clubs Are wagging the Premier League Rather than the Premier League Being in charge of their own destiny um, I mean, I, I quite agree My only clinging hope Is that perhaps they're waiting Until the end of the current season Which is only a week and a half away And um, before the, or maybe after the, um, the Champions League final, to then nail the colours to the mast and say, right, this is what we're doing, these are the sanctions for next season or whatever. I am concerned that they haven't got the goods to do that, that it will only be, um, you know, a, a slap on the wrist. I'm certain that the remaining Premier League clubs outside of those six. Ought to be, and probably a few of them are, agitating like Bellio For something to happen uh, to these clubs uh, for what they have done And they've certainly tried to take in water publicly Because of the reaction of the fans The only thing that's terrified the top six at the moment Has been the reaction of the fans Manchester United have been scared about it Spurs are talking about taking fan representation Into board meetings, etc They're terrified of the fans Because they were so up their own backside They didn't realise how angry The rank-and-file supporter would be At hijacking this great game of ours Um, But we cannot leave it And the Premier League cannot leave it where it is uh, Because that just doesn't work but equally, the Premier League can't leave Newcastle United where it is either, because that is a, a, a travesty of justice. They they must be looked at. But what faith have any, any of us in the Premier League? It's only when they're beaten around the head you've got the remotest chance that something might come out the other end.
2: Right, John. Just just a thought, um, because it, it's not the clubs. Um, who have sought to uh, um, tear up the, um, the Premier League. It's the people who run the clubs. So should they take action against the clubs or should they take action against the individuals um, who caused all of this for And personally, I would go for the individuals, Um I, I just wonder, you know, could they be forced to sell their their shares and interest in the clubs?
1: I mean, you're absolutely right, Malcolm. In theory, the people that deserve nailing uh, are the people that made the big decisions, the Glazers at Manchester United, Henry at Liverpool, uh, the, the guy at Spurs, etc, etc, Abramovich. We all know that. But I don't think legally the Premier League would be able to force somebody to sell their interest in a company, i.e. Abramovich with um, Chelsea or the Glazers with Manchester United, because I don't think legally they would have that class. It would be lovely to have a go. The trouble is, you know, that once these guys take hold of the club, what they do is, on behalf of the club, Ashley has taken Newcastle United down a horrific road where it is Newcastle United that suffer. We've suffered two relegations because of Ashley's attitude. Mm-hmm. But we go down even though it's Ashley that's done it. And unfortunately, when you do it in the name of a, a company you own, as she owns Newcastle United As the Glazers own Manchester United At this current time Not forever um, The only way you can hit them Is financially In the pocket through the club And the way to hit them Financially the hurts Because you'd have to actually Find the millions for, for it to actually make it in The slightest indent With people rich as that is to give them a points deduction that might take them down. Can you imagine if they had a points deduction? I know it's against the fans, but the, that's the awful thing of life. But if you had a points deduction that suddenly put Manchester United and Liverpool or who were they, in the championship the season after next, by jove, do you think that the Henry of the Glazers or somebody might wake up there If you if if you went down like that. You cannot give points deductions to the small clubs, whether that's Bury or Mansfield or Sheffield. They yeah, want on the Wednesday. School, but <laughs> points deductions just taken down. To, to League One, you cannot give points deductions to clubs because they're small and not points deductions to mm. clubs because they're big. That is unfair. It is patently wrong and has got to be addressed. It's easy to be the big man with a big stick when you're dealing with Billy, but it's not so easy to be the big man with a big stick when you're dealing with Manchester United, in Chelsea, in Liverpool, etc but the same rules got to apply to the big guy as app- applies to the small guy.
0: Yeah, uh, Tom Lynch making the point that clubs, uh, he says there's plenty of clubs that have been relegated due to points deductions, not the fans, players, managers' fault, but they've still been punished. What's the difference with E6? Which is exactly mm-hmm. what John has said. Absolutely, and uh,
2: yes. Couldn't agree more.
0: Jacob says the Premier League may not be able to legally make the owners sell the clubs, but they could not ban. Uh, could they not ban the owners from owning a Premier League club? Which again is uh, another another suggestion. Lots of good suggestions uh, coming up from from people. I uh, just want to give a shout out to the sponsors uh, as always. Big shout out to SpiderVPN who've been with us for the last four months for your internet security. Get on to uh, those guys. Just type in SpiderVPN. Google them and uh, they're at the top of the search list And a uh, good bunch of lads down there Big thank you to them for coming on board And uh, Skipsandbins.com. Telephone 0800 25 25 3 Email enquiries at skipsandbins.com website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. And there is uh, the B, which is going to get a name tomorrow night, lads. Uh, he's going to get a name on the show tomorrow night. We've been given the, uh, we're going to give the people in the chat the opportunity. And Scott <laughs> uh, Scott has said he's going to christen it. So uh, we'll see what really? people see what people say. Big shout out to QTechShop.co.uk, uh, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls in Newcastle. And a big reason why we've raised over five and a half thousand now for the food bank uh, with his kind gesture of t shirts all the way through the 12 month spell that we all had locked down. Big thanks to John, as always, and a big shout out to John from Jab. Who uh, makes all of our flyers, etc. Um, great, great to have him on board, and uh, he's knocked up this one. I mean, they get worse, lads. Uh, you remember this film, Oliver? Uh, that's for the Three Amigos tomorrow night, which has now become <laughs> it's now become uh, the as Five because um, we're joined by uh, Keith Patterson and Liam Kennedy tomorrow night. Uh, but yes, Oliver is uh, the theme now. He's going down the musical route. He must be scraping <laughs> the barrel going down that uh, going down <laughs> that. Or scraping the porridge bowl, shall we, shall we say? I think that's 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 the route he's gone down. But uh, great, great stuff. Um, yeah, fans back in the ground, Mal. We've talked about it um, for a long time. Will fans get back in? Should we allow them back in? Um, well, we are back in, and I managed to get a ticket. Um, there hasn't exactly been a clamouring for the tickets, though, Mal. Um, Ten really? thousand Ten thousand tickets were available. And uh, some of them went to the public today. They went out for the public, so mm-hmm. you know they, they they set the criteria. Um, you didn't have to, have, you know, you had to have a season ticket. You didn't, uh, you you know, you had to have credit, um, which I did. Um, you had to fill in a form, online form, stand sit in a queue. Some people had happened for ten minutes. It took me two and a half hours um, before I got. You know, I kept getting kicked out, kicked out, kicked out. I thought it was. I was paranoid. I've got to be honest. But then the application went in, and lo and behold, part of the ballot, I got a ticket. So I am going. I'm going to be mm. sitting in the Gallagher end. I won't be sitting in my seat. I'm sitting in the Gallagher end. You could pick a seat. Um, some of my other friends who've been successful are also in around the same section. So yeah, it's a full section in the Gallagher, um, uh, and. In the, in the old Gallagher corner as it was And I'm looking forward to it It should be uh, should, should be good just to go back to a match
2: How are they working it? Have you got to be so many seats Away from the next person?
0: Yeah, it looks like that. It looks like there's a there's a space in between. That's the way it looks. Although it was difficult to work it out on the map. Uh, we, we are going to get some further notification from the club. We have to fill in a, a health form, uh, which which gets sent with 72 hours before the game. Um, but I just found it interesting that not you know it hadn't been taken up already by no. you know by people who who've got money still in the club, if you like.
2: Yeah, I I think that this is people just still being extremely careful. Uh, yeah. With the with the COVID, b- being very very careful, you know, for just for one match, it, is it, it, is it worth putting yourself at risk? Yeah, um, and and certainly the older the older. I think,
0: approach, I think. I
1: think. I think also, boys. I think. I think. Yeah, absolutely right, Malcolm. There's there's a great feeling about the COVID nineteen situation. I think there's also, you know, a little bit of a backlash if people are so disgruntled with what has been available to be seen on telly of Newcastle United in a very long season when we've been very timid and very poor and there's a a backlash against Steve Bruce as as well that in some ways this is a, a... there is a certain defiance amongst certain supporters saying we would like to make our point that this isn't good enough and we don't like what we see. And um, you can look at this game, because uh, you're going back, Steve, bless you, you can look at this game in two ways and say... It's terrific because I ought to be able to go back and see Newcastle United win and won't that be absolutely wonderful? Or you can look at it and say, I'm going back to, to watch live the worst side in the Premier League. And I'm not talking about Newcastle United, I'm talking about that other United from Sheffield. So it is not the greatest match. I mean, the match before that, Man City might be sort of, oh, we can see Newcastle and the champions what you can see here is Newcastle having just escaped going down against a team that's gone down so quickly, it's like a bomb. I mean, this Manchester, this Sheffield United side set a, a joint record at the beginning of the season when they went 11 games without a victory and they smashed the record for being the earliest side to be relegated out of the Premier League. Um on results So in a way Watching them play and getting excited Is like watching paint dry um, But I mean the good thing Steve Because I want to boost That you're going back baby Is that you ought to go back and see Newcastle United win And Because if we don't and I would like to remind you, before you get too excited, Stephen, that when we went to Sheffield United four months ago with Callum Wilson as our good centre-forward who won't be there on next Wednesday, we um, oh lost 1-0. Yeah, yeah, I know.
0: You're not going to upset us. I'm, I'm, it's the whole process of just being <laughs> able to go, walking back to St James's Park, Seeing it in complete disrepair Going in and being able to sing a few songs um, With a mask on, probably So, yeah, I mean, as I say it, It's all... We're just waiting now to find out what the situation Is, it was it was nice to see a few people Who were disappointed that didn't get tickets and, and weren't going to be in the draw get tickets Today, I've seen a bit of that on social media uh, Young Holly who um, is part of Our Matchday Live team now and does Ladies Night, um, you know she, she Goes home and away uh, generally But she didn't get a ticket um, and she was de- Disappointed if she got one today So you know there's been plenty of other people Who I've seen on social media and Managed to get one, so we'll have the 10,000 There, of that I've got no doubt but um but yeah i think i think malcolm's right i think there could be a little bit of a little bit of you know care taken by a few people who Mm -hmm. maybe don't want to go because of the health issue um but you know this is the only way we're going to get out of it we're guinea pigs i suppose in the way those of us who are going um and you know if we're ever going to get back into saint james's park to watch newcastle united somebody's got to do it so you know that you know, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm one of the the, the lucky the lucky ten thousand, if you like. And it's a game which at least you'll be able to say I was there. Just I just hope they perform, lads. I hope they perform. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, yeah. is it going to be Arsenal or is it going to be Leicester?
0: Well, that's yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a question come up earlier on. I don't know who it was. I think it was Alan Curry, Malcolm. And he was asking about the youngsters. I mean, I know Elliot Anderson was carrying a bit of a knock. He was injured, but you've got other youngsters. You've got Tom Allen. You've got Matty Longstaff, hasn't even been considered. Is it mm. time in these last three games, now that we've secured our Premier League safety, to perhaps give a few players a run out in the next uh, three games? Or is that not going to be on their mind?
2: I, I, think it's, um, always a good idea. Um, Newcastle is safe. Yes. Uh, try a, try a two or three of the youngsters out, um, not all together, just put them in one, one after the other over these three games and, uh, and, and, and see how they do. It's all, it's all great experience just to get that feel of the pace of, of, of the game. And, uh, uh, and, the, and the speed at which it's played, um, and the accuracy that's necessary and and and, and required. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm a great believer in giving the kids uh, a chance just to show what they can do, um, and uh, and certainly, I, I bet there's a, a lot of the kids, uh, a lot of the youngsters who who are talented. Who have been saying through the season How the hell is he in the side And I can't even get a look in You know I there's, there's a few of the Senior players that have been pointed at By those youngsters saying How can I not get in the side With him playing like that
0: yeah, uh, just before we come to you on the, on that point, John, uh, just to let people know that the uh, Man United-Liverpool game looks like uh, we could have issues there again tonight. There's a huge amount of Manchester United fans have gathered outside the ground, they've stopped the Liverpool bus arriving, they've targeted the Liverpool bus, there's flares going off, coloured flares, green, yellow and red flares... Um, it's It looks an absolute nightmare The stewards are there in force The police are there in force But it's looking as if it could get a little bit ugly down there And the Liverpool bus can't get in So we've got a similar situation we had a few weeks ago Where that game could either be delayed uh, Or called off altogether again So interesting times uh, down at Manchester United um, But yes, John, um, time to play the youngsters
1: yeah, good question and I agree with Malcolm um, I particularly want to see Elliot Anderson, um, because what I've seen of him is quite exciting I think he's a young man with huge potential um, has got to be encouraged I think I would maybe sc- a little bit on caution in as much as I might leave him and definitely play him Against Sheffield United in Fulham, but not necessarily throw somebody in for their starting debut against Man City, yeah. and then if he doesn't get a kick of the ball, throw him out and say, Well, he can't play. <laughs> you undo yeah. that for a kid. I'm not saying that, cruel, that if it? I was the kid, yeah, I think I might look at the three games and say, Well, I, I might have a little bit of a hammy against Manchester City, but definitely if they play Sheffield United. At Fulham, uh, And in fairness to a kid And I agree with Malcolm What you must, must do Is not put in three or four kids together You've yeah. got to put in maximum of two With quality seniors around him And give him a real chance to show what he can do And I think to do that against Manchester City Who quite frankly are a different class this season To anyone else they, they've already won the League Cup They've already won the Premier League They're going for the treble in the Champions League I think to put them in into That midfield He finds out of it uh, tomorrow night Would be asking an awful lot of a young man I would love to see him going Sheffield, against Sheffield United When you've got a chance to excel And when you've got 10,000 juries That will be sharing whatever you do as a young Jodie kid, making your first start. That, for me, is the perfect setup. And I would like to see other guys get the opportunity. Maybe I'm biased because I know grandad so well, Jeff Allen, but I would love to see Elliot Anderson go in against Sheffield United and let's look at what he can do. Because there's no question that this boy's a talent.
0: Yeah, no question at all. I uh, don't think you get any arguments from us. Uh, another question again. I can't remember who it was because the questions go so quickly when we're talking. Um, Armstrong, um, talk about him, Malcolm. I mean, Ivan Tony as well. What a season he's had in the championship. Two former players um, who have have hit the ground running at the clubs and, and done well. We could get we could get Armstrong back for twelve million pound. Um, is that is that a price worth paying? Do you think for, for him?
2: No. No, um, I, I don't think it ever works second time around. Um, so no, once a player has gone, um, leave him be. And if you, if you need to find somebody of similar talents, then you go looking elsewhere. Uh, I'm, I never look backwards, um, in the game. You've always got to be looking forwards.
0: Yeah, okay. Same same for Ivan Tony then in that case, it would be exactly yeah. the same for both of them. What about you, yes, John? Would you, would you like to see either of those come back to Newcastle? Do you think it could work? I mean, the you yeah. know, the score the score goals and we need a goal scorer. And if if the takeover still rumbling on throughout the start of the new season, we're gonna need somebody else to put the ball in the back of the net because Wilson is not reliable as far as injuries are concerned.
1: Good good point. Uh, certainly a good point. That's the trouble with Callum is he's got an injury record and he's always had that. He had that at uh, Bournemouth as well. And that is a worry. Um, can I put it another way? When I look at uh, Joe Linton and I look at Gail, and I look at Andy Carroll, Worry about more coming back And then I remember Jocelyn And everybody else I think how the hair oil Did we decide to let Armstrong and Tony go In the first place Because if they were not better Than that lot With both the legs tied together Then I'll stand tapping um, I can't understand how quickly We're jettisoning these guys I do take the point That Malcolm has said that bringing people back Is normally A problem and doesn't work out And I know that is one of the reasons Why Alan Kennedy, For example, a, a man that Malcolm knows ever so well Because he played with him, uh, Didn't come back to Newcastle United When he had the chance to And went to uh, Sunderland instead For which, never forgiven by me Of course um, There are always exceptions But the exceptions yes. are people of total quality that cannot be even challenged, which is when Peter Beardsley come back. Peter Beardsley was here, wonderful as a kid, went off and won everything at Liverpool, come back to play for the entertainers and was wonderful again. Mm. His pedigree was already established. These two boys have not played in the Premier League yet. But I've got to say, in defence of myself, when they were here and I'd met The Armstrong family Etc I got the uneasy feeling We were jettisoning these kids Too quickly Um, And I have no doubt That both of them are better I mean if you look at the current Situation guys At the end of this season We will have And then what Gale offered a three year contract Or not is not trusted by the current Management who tell us They will be here next season So why Keep him because He's obviously not trusted He's had X number of starts, 5 maximum Carroll is supposedly Getting a free transfer And after one Premier League goal In two seasons should get A free transfer uh, Muto would just don't want back Under any circumstance Jordan would not Even to talk about Million pound Five Premier League goals Over two seasons So we need striker Big, big time Next season Um, And if we have to bite the bullet We've got to bite the bullet Can we get somebody better? Yes But probably twice as much money In terms Because you just don't know What you're buying if these kids are bought by Newcastle United, you don't offer the Premier League level. If you allow the scouting system to go out and find the strikers for you, they found Joel 40 million, who will never reach 40 goals in the whole of his career, never mind in Newcastle right. United. And even Almirin bought a 20 million, who was the, the, the top. Twice player in Newcastle's history before Joe Linton come along, has a goal scoring record that's abysmal. Yes, he's now getting buried in midfield and you can't expect him to score. But even when he was playing third out, he doesn't score goals naturally. Neither does Stan Maximum, which is why we need a striker that does. Long-winded way of putting it, but I would like to see either of them back. You're not going to bring both back. Um, but the bottom line is. We have made some atrocious decisions, Malcolm, at mm-hmm. club level about strikers. Somebody decided Muto was worth buying. Somebody decided Joe oh. Linton was worth buying. Somebody decided Carroll was worth bringing back. Somebody decided that Gale would score a lot of goals in the Premier League. Somebody decided Josseloo was a good player. Do I need to go any further? Else, the same people also decided That Tony And Armstrong couldn't make it So we have a great record up front We've got Callum Wilson who was a great Decision and Solomon Rondon who did fine And that's all
0: it Yeah well said uh, Just a quick question there for you Mal Was Alan Slough still at Fulham when you Managed there?
2: No um, he wasn't um, And he contacted me um, for a coaching job, but uh, I had coaches all in place. Um, but I played with Alan in my two years at Luton. Um, he was uh, sort of like the right half in the side, and um, uh, and he was a good player, really good player, and yeah. uh, I thoroughly enjoyed playing with him. Bless him. Um, but it, it it was he's been really poorly. Um, of late, and and ultimately parts of the way.
0: Yeah, sorry to hear yeah. that. Sorry, to hear. yeah. Stu, Pen- yeah. Stu, Stu Penman's just asking as well. Do you, uh, Malcolm? If this was Newcastle fans protesting, um, let's say it was Newcastle Sunderland. and Newcastle fans were stopping the Sunderland coach getting in. I know that's uh, far fetched because of where Sunderland play these days, but uh, but yeah, I mean, look. Would we would we be lauded by the media? Do you think? Which is what a lot of fans seem to be saying. You know that the media are almost giving the Man United fans a pass and saying that you know the yeah of course they should be doing this. If this was Newcastle fans, they'd be going mad.
2: Yeah, it it, it certainly does see that, and I have every sympathy with Newcastle fans um, feeling that that's the case. Uh, I just wonder whether. The authorities are maybe just waiting until the whole season is over and then they'll look back on everything. But certainly, uh, Manchester United could be accused this evening from, from just what we've seen um, uh, 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 sitting here, um, that, <coughs> um, that Manchester United are not controlling the issue in and around their ground they haven't been able to do it over the past couple of weeks and they're certainly not doing it again tonight uh fans are preventing liverpool from arriving um at where they they're supposed to be playing um and are they are the authorities going to roll it all into one um to take action once the season is over oh my heavens look at this
0: yeah apparently one of the uh, camera, one of the cameramen outside has been pushed over and he's had his equipment stolen off him uh, by a supporter um it's getting it is getting ugly again uh, look, the,
2: the unfortunate thing is of course that uh that that you you get the wrong element jumping on the bandwagon of a demonstration uh, and and um, And the the damage gets um, gets seriously done. Uh, It would just be used
0: as another excuse to say the takeover. You know these fans don't deserve a takeover. I I, I get exactly where Stu Penman's coming from with that question. Yeah, I do. Um, Yeah. I just think Newcastle. If it was Newcastle, uh, they'd want they'd want points deductions. You know, whatever. There'd be sanctions. You name it. Uh, Because it's Man United. It it doesn't make any it doesn't make any difference, and uh, you know I'm sure that will show on the uh, on the coverage tonight. Let's uh, let's talk football again um, and and get in before before the dog needs taken out. Mal. Manchester City <laughs> at home, uh, Newcastle play their penultimate home game of the season tomorrow night. Uh, it's an 8 o'clock kickoff live on Sky Sports Of course Pep Guardiola's team arrive as the champions uh, They have just uh, won the Premier League title After Man United of course lost at home to Leicester City on Tuesday night That means Newcastle will be giving a guard of honour again uh, but, uh, mm. We seem to be doing a lot of that um, over the last couple of years But yeah, a guard of honour uh, for Manchester City Team news, well Lacelles, Hayden, Darlow, Fraser are all out Fabian Shaw is serving the second of his three match suspension. And uh, as for Man City, well, be interesting. I mean, <laughs> their reserve team is just as good as their first team, but John Stones yeah. is available for duty following the completion of his three match ban. Uh, there is a fitness doubt over Kevin De Bruyne, yeah? um, so you know whatever team they put out, uh, you know it'll be a good team. That's all we really need to know. Kevin Friend's referee and, and on VAR is Darren England. Uh, interesting this Mal, because Man City well, at home, Man City at home is not a yeah. bad picture. It's, and, well, even even Steve Bruce has managed to make uh, you know do do quite well against them.
2: Right. Well, you just hope that they've all been out celebrating. For the last few days, but of course, there's nowhere open for them to go, so probably they haven't, and they're having to leave it. More in
0: a the a beer garden, Mal.
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't think um, the Man City side would be seen outside of a of a pub in the garden, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they'd, they'd want to lock in somewhere.
0: It's um, just nice to be going into the game without having to worry, Mal.
2: It, it certainly is, um, and, I, I, and I would like to see the players not play with any fear against um, Man, um, Manchester City, who really are an absolutely fabulous side to watch. Um, and as much as anything, Newcastle, you, you, you can you get into this game, and you can learn a lot from the likes of uh, 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 of the Manchester City side. The way they play, the way they position themselves, the way they're always on the move. They're they're always looking to support. They're always looking to make uh, um, space for a pass. Uh, And it it would be fabulous to um, to actually play against them for players as long as they're willing to learn from it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would agree, John. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's it, there's no there's no panic now. Um, you know, goal difference, etc., doesn't make any difference. It doesn't matter really what happens, but we don't want to go in with our flip flops, and we don't want to get a humiliation. We want to, we want to essentially, you know, put a performance, put a fight up.
1: Yeah, with, without a shadow of doubt, you know, when I look at the Manchester squad, quite, quite rightly said. Their reserve side, most of the players would get in any of the Premier League starting eleven. There's absolutely no question of that. Now, bearing in mind the strength of their squad, I think that tomorrow night the Manchester City players ought to line up and give a God of honour to us as the great uh, achievement, so staying up, rather than them winning the, the championship. So I think God of Honour has got to be the way around and they've got to clap us onto the field for managing to do what we did when owned by Ashley and managed by Steve think We are the kiddies tomorrow night, not them. And having said that, being serious, we've got to hope that their mind, now they know, they own two trophies and won three trophies. We've got to hope they're in the Champions League final and they don't want to go out and get injured um, against us and are different. Mine, the last home game against Arsenal is in between two Europa Cup, Europa League semi finals when we should have said to them, Don't come near me, Sonny, or you won't play in the league. We didn't roll over and had our chops tickled. Uh, so what are we going to do Against Man City um, I don't think we can rely too much On them worrying about The Champions League final That is unquestionably the one big hurdle They've got left because they've lost Twice recently to, to Chelsea But I think it's going to be Too Too, too difficult Man it's exactly what you were talking about, Steve What I want out of this game tomorrow night I want them to keep their dignity And in doing that To allow us to keep ours As fans I want them to go out And put on a performance If Newcastle United are to lose I want them to be carried out on the shield I don't want them to go out with a whimper They've got to be able to put on a performance I can have a Dempick there's nothing. To if we lose 2-0 instead of 1-0 So what? If we lose 6-0 So what? If we lost 6-0 because we were Attacking them, what I don't want Is the Arsenal performance What I do want in trying To produce the last performance In other words Leave me and you And you with our dignity And then go out and get 6 <laughs> points in the next 2 games after that That's what I want
0: Give me a manager, says Stu. Can I be your
2: coach, boss? <laughs> Give us a prediction, then, lads. Can, big man. Surely can, man.
0: Give us a prediction,
2: um, Oh, I think Man City are going to really turn it on. I really do. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, I can't, I'm not sure that Newcastle are even going to be able to score um against them. I, I really think they'll put a show on as the newly crowned champions. So I I think that uh they'll be two-nil winners, Man City.
1: Okay, John. You so and so you've just taken my score. I oh, really <laughs> you just said the yeah. score and I was gonna say and I am I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. I mean my reason um for thinking Newcastle United will do well to get nil is because I've got this nightmare that means I won't sleep tonight, which is Joe Linton is going to replace Callum Wilson. Uh, And if that happens, I think I'll just stay awake all night screaming and eating the wallpaper. But, um, no, I think that they might not want to just talk as too big because at 2-0, I think they might get the cigars out in the deck chair and order, a bottle of champagne. <laughs> uh, so I will stick for 2-0. For and then this is when the pressure comes on, baby, when we next week play The Walking Dead, Sheffield <laughs> United and Fulham. If we can't beat The Walking Dead, then cut my throat.
0: <laughs> yeah, God, we don't want them doing the double over us. And uh, a lot of people, a lot of people suggesting that Joe Linton will probably have blue hair tomorrow because if you remember when Liverpool won the league last season, he got his hair dyed red in tribute to them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I hope I, hope I don't know what God did.
0: <laughs> As always, lads, an absolutely brilliant show. Uh, loved it, and uh, we'll be back next Thursday, of course. Looking ahead to the final, uh, the final, uh, final game of the season. But uh, great lads, have a great week. And uh, I'm back tomorrow night, 5:30, with the, uh, the three amigos, which will be the uh, famous five tomorrow night, of course. And then I'll be doing Match Day Live as well. So I look forward to seeing everybody tomorrow night at 5:30. But for now, it's good night from me, good night from Malcolm, and good night from John. Take care, lads.
2: Indeed. Good night, everyone.
0: God bless. Take care, boys. Take care. <laughs>